And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, the legendary John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you folks for joining us around the world for another hour of music, mirth, merriment, and all kinds of silly stuff going on here on the show that is the only show where every show is an award show. Did you get all of that? Good, because I'm not going to repeat it. We, we just believe that uh, since there's so many award shows as it is, we might as well make every show an award show and solve all the problems all at the same time. And everybody who appears on our show is an award winner. Like, for example, previous award winner, two young ladies who called themselves Wildfire and have a brand new hit just out. I want you to be one of the first to listen to it. Here's Wildfire and Flaunt.
We're Kayla and Kelly from Wildfire. And you're listening to the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Don't ask us why. And there you have it. Yes, they are. That's Wildfire. Two lovely young teenage ladies who, uh, who put out some good fun music. I think they've got a winner there that's got a, a nice hook to it, a little bit of an earbud, and uh, I think those are girls you're going to be hearing from a lot of in the not-too-far distant future. And uh, John Bon Jovial, what did you think of that one? Oh, I liked it. Great song. It's got a nice uh, bass beat to it. I, I, I do like the bass line for the song, and I we've heard their uh, music before, and uh, I can hear the maturation process uh, of the music as it has gone from one song to the next to the next, from one year to the next to the next. And uh, they're doing a good show. Yes, definitely. And, yes, I'm glad you pointed that out. You, you can, and it's one of the fun things about doing this show and working with uh, emerging artists is to listen to them as they mature and go through the development process. And this, these, these two young ladies are an excellent example of that. You can, you can hear how they've matured. We want to thank you once again, everyone, for joining us here on the David Bowers Awards, where every show is an award show. We want to tip our hat and say thank you to our house band, Titty Bingo, who provide our theme music for us every week. And also to our friends at Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, and Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. And uh, we thank them very much, as well as our uh, our friends at the House of Guitars in Rochester, who uh, are always on the spot and always uh, very supportive. They even blast the David Bowers Awards through their uh, through their shop speakers and out onto the streets of Rochester. So it uh, it keeps us real close to our friends there in Rochester, New York. And remember, this is the show where you. Our listeners, as well as our guests, get to pick the award winners. No voting, no phony nominating panels or anything. Just whoever you think has done something really good or incredibly dumb and deserves some kind of an award or slap side of the head, drop us a line. Email david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line, and who knows? Perhaps we will embarrass you by telling everyone that... uh, (laughs) This one award is the one that you suggested for. Speaking of which, John Bon Jovial, I think you have an award uh, for this week, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I do. It, it's it's more of a regional award, but certainly it affects uh, national fandom. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Elvis Presley and the Presley Estate, which is called Graceland, which lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, it seems for the past couple of years, the city of Memphis and the uh, caretakers of Elvis Presley's estate have been at a war of words with each other to try to get some funding to expand operations at Graceland. Tax incentives, things of that nature. And uh, for the longest time, the city of Memphis said not no, but hell no. And then for the longest time, the uh, Graceland people were saying, well, you know, if you don't help us out, we're going to leave. Which makes me wonder is lake havasu mm. going to be the recipient of the next big deal is graceland they're going to rip yeah. it up board by board and and move it to, to like havasu city in in arizona like they did the london bridge <laughs> <laughs> hey, i don't Johnny know the whole Cash thing just seemed kind of nuts to me 
So that's our award. Our yeah, award you know, is for the absurdity of the thought of picking up the big mansion, putting it on a trailer, and hauling it elsewhere. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Well, listen, hey, we're here for the music and yes, talking with the artists who make it. So I think we should get right to it. We're going to be talking with our first guest, Mr. Raspin Stewart, very shortly. He's got a new album out. We're going to play the title track to that album and then talk with him about that, his music and his career. So let's listen right now to the title tune from the album by Raspin Stewart, New York to L.A. My mind has gone wandering Wondering Which way to go Some take the high road Some take the low You will never know Unless you get up and go I was on the south side of Chicago Lake Shore got its cool breeze And L.A. is fine for the sunshine New York is calling me And it's a long way from New York City A long way from New York City A long way from New York City
It goes by Raspin Stewart, and the album is, uh, well, actually, it's very contemporarily labeled NY, the number two, and the letters LA, NY2LA, or New York to LA. And uh, we're going to be talking about where you can find that, as well as some of the other tunes on this excellent album by a singer, songwriter, and stylist who's been called a music guru by his listeners and is known for some famous songs like Smoke the Hookah and Rumblin' and Tumblin'. And uh, Music Connection actually described his work as bluesy, jazzy, soul-based music composed with heavy-hearted messages. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Raspin Stewart. Come on in and say hello, Raspin Stewart. How you doing? And uh, how you doing, David? And how are you doing, John? Doing well, thank you very much. Fairly wonderful. Well, you've just traveled <laughs> the whole coast to coast. Absolutely. I haven't done that since uh, Neil Diamond's I Am I Said, where he went from uh, New York to L.A. It seems to, be a, uh, seems to be a fairly familiar trip since I did the same thing myself, uh, well, long ago in a galaxy far away. But uh, so wonderful to have you here with us, uh, Raspin. I'm so delighted to have stumbled across your music inadvertently when I was uh, going through some artists uh, online and surprised that uh, I have to admit I was not familiar with you or your music, but I sure am now. It was uh, a very difficult process coming up with which track, uh, which tracks I was going to use from your new album. There are uh, every single one of them is worthy of it. We probably could have done the whole show with the, doing just your album here uh i've got to first ask you you have an unusual name and of course i want our listeners to be able to find you online and also to find your uh, find your music so i want to talk about that for just a second raspin r-a-s-p-i-n and your last name you spell it uh, unconventionally uh that in a moment where, where what is the origin of raspin um, well, my mother came up with it, and it, I think it's Croatian. She's Croatian, so. Uh, but I have no. I just think she was kind of a unique person. So that's pretty I, much it. I think that uh, she probably had a feeling that she had a unique son too, because uh, you are indeed that. And Stuart, then I would I would presume S T U W A R T is a Croatian spelling. I have. You know what? I don't know. I have no idea. It's just as it might have been shortened when they got off the boat. That's a possibility too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my uh, my grandparents went through the same procedure back in Ellis Island back a couple of centuries ago. And uh, well, I'm glad we touched base on that because it it helps our listeners remember how to find you. Raspin R A S P I N Stewart with the unconventional S T U W A R T. Now you have. Uh, quite a following, and uh, you're quite a respected uh, performer in the uh, in the LA market. You're you're playing a lot of places out there. I am. I have a show this Saturday at West Valley Music Center, and uh, I'm excited to be back there. That's a small, intimate room, probably 60, 70 people, maybe 60 people can fit into it. Um, I like small rooms, even though I have played, you know, larger venues, but. Um, when you you can touch the, and see people, that's very cool. I think. Um, oh, it is. It's much more intimate, and I can see where you would play well to the smaller audiences, where you you could have a more intimate, up close and personal feeling and uh, listening to your music. Uh, let me ask you, where did you come up with the concept for uh, New York to L.A.? 
Uh, well, the the song started. Uh, the song started in Oregon. I was uh, in Oregon, and uh, I just, you know, songs find me, and I don't ever sit down to write a song, and uh, I started it there, and finished it. Um, but then I wrote another verse. I have a fire pit in my backyard, and sometimes I uh, like to smoke the hookah and watch the fire and play my guitar to myself in the stars. And uh, I came up with another verse, and then I had it basically uh, pretty much done, except for one line, in two or three lines. And I, I was doing a show in San Francisco, and uh, the guy who I was playing with says, we have to add another song. Uh, and I thought, well, New York to L.A. isn't done. So I pulled my guitar out in the car. And I'm driving, he's driving, and I'm trying to write oh, this you. line. And yeah, hope the driving. line came out, uh, LA, L.A. is fine for the sunshine. And that was the line I needed uh, in New York is calling me. And uh, it kind of pulled it together, and we did it. And, and uh, the, it, it's a kind of a song where everybody can sing the chorus after the first time I sing it. And because mm-hmm. uh, my shows are very sing along, I, I think that uh, it's really the audience that makes the show. Uh, I, I'm just there as a vehicle uh, to kind of entertain you. But they really entertain me when they sing along. It's like it's the best. It's the best. It's a great, great connection. John Bon Jovial. Yeah. I, Raspin, are, are you a native Angelino? No, I was born uh, outside of Chicago about 45 minutes, and I lived there till I was about, till about 17. I moved to Los Angeles. I packed up my Volkswagen camper van, which I had at the time, and I drove across country in the middle of winter, and I took the northern route. I'm going to recommend never take the northern <laughs> route in the midst of winter. In the winter. <laughs> yeah, especially in a Volkswagen. <laughs> At least the old Volkswagens, you know, because the heat wasn't that good, you know. But um, no, I remember those yeah, things so that's, well. Yeah, so that's kind of where I was. I, I was originally from, and I moved out here, and I just took to it uh, like a fish tick to water. And I lived at uh, in Ocean Park at the beach for uh, oh, beautiful maybe yeah. two years. Uh, and I lived in a commune, believe it or not. It was a very conservative commune. I found the listing on UCLA's uh, board, and it said house to share. It was $80 for my room a, no, a month, no. and that included all your, like, spices, paper goods, and all that other good stuff, and uh, <laughs> that was kind of my uh, – and, you know, coming from a small town in Illinois, you don't you're, – you're used to the small little, um, uh, t- t- you know – Small, you know, you have certain types of people that live in small towns back in the uh, like early 70s. And so coming out here, I was introduced to different types of food, met a lot of different types of people. And that's what really kind of uh, got me stuck was it was the weather and the people because the people out here, I mean, people are generally friendly. I want to touch on your music for a second. Uh, The uh, New York to L.A. that we just listened to. 
uh, I am, as David will tell you, I, am, uh, I deal with more of the technical aspects of things. Uh, I, I try to mentally break down engineering and production practices of all the music that I listen to. And I love the use of the saxophone. It reminds me very much of Chuck Mangione's style. But I also like the fact that even though you may not have done it this way, and maybe it wasn't intentional, but you did a very nice job of making it sound like an analog recording. Uh, you know, that was, that was, uh, I, it's all live instruments. Um, so that's, we started that way. And, but it was mixed by uh, Jeff Gold. And he really is a great mixer. And it was actually produced by Jeff Gold, myself and Bo Astrup. Um, and he put on the sax part. I mean, he didn't put on the sax part. He brought in his friend, uh, David Olvis who played sax on that. And I think he's just a great mixer and he gets the right sound. And um, he did an amazing job, I thought. Because it takes a lot of people to make a record. It uh, is quite, it evident, does, and yeah, quite evident that the production quality is very good. And, and the melody is, is good. I mean, it's, it, it's, I haven't even addressed the... Uh, you know the melody itself, or you know, or the the love that you have obviously put into this music. But uh, um, I don't know, for lack of better words, you know, my hats off to you, sir. You did not, you, a very nice job. Well, thank you so much. And you will. You love are the very Bon Jovial. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Uh, bon Jovi. Yeah. You'll, you'll love the rest of the album when they let you hear it too. Uh, and I, I should say, Raspin, that uh, I deliberately do not let. John listened to the new music before the show because I'd like to get his uh, instant first-hand impression uh, without any prejudice or anything. Uh, I will uh, oftentimes not even give him the names until he gets the log sheet for the show so uh, I can preserve that uh, that first impression. John, you're going to love the tracks on the show. Uh, what are your uh, What are your future plans? Are you going to one? Are you going to travel outside of Southern California, uh, do some touring, uh, or are you going to stick in California? What do you got planned? Well, my plan is one day at a time, uh, but I would love to travel. Uh, I love to perform. I really do. So I would love to play. I'd love to do a tour from New York to L.A. That's a big undertaking for That's someone a natural, to do with them. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I, I'm just setting up my shows now, and... Um, so yes, I, I am going to go. I am going to go out of uh, California. Well, I, uh, at the risk of being uh, selfish, which I've never accused of not being, uh, try and uh, try and put the Tempe uh, Phoenix area on your uh, itinerary, and also uh, Naples, Fort Myers, and Florida, because I know John would love to catch you in person too. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, I would. Both areas, both areas are uh, are excellent music show areas. Uh, here you've got uh, Arizona State. There's there's the whole thing in a nutshell, as well as several other locations in the round, around right. Phoenix that are a uh, great music market. But, uh, yeah, we would love to get a chance to see you in person. I got a hunch it's uh, worth the price of admission very easily. And, and Phoenix and, is very close to Los Angeles. Yes, it is. You're about, uh, well, if you stay within the speed limit, you're about five, six hours. It's not a, uh, it's not a terrible jaunt. Uh, tell us uh, briefly, if you can, about the music. Were, the, were there tie-ins to the music? Or, I mean, you, did you create the music for the album? Or did the album create itself? 
the album created itself. Um, like I said, I never, I mean, somebody said, would you write me a song? And it was like, I, 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 you know, how do I song, do that? Yeah. How do I do that? Because the songs find me. And, um, like I, I did a, uh, a seminar this Saturday. It was called playing well with others by Ed tree. And it was, you know, we had to break off into groups with, um, another guitar player. And he played three chords that just, I don't know what happened, but I wrote a whole verse for a song for him. And he was going, can you remember it? And I'm going, no, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> because you have to record it, you know, it's like, I'm, oh, like, yeah. um, I'm, I'm like, uh, what do they call fortune teller? Once they tell you, they forget what they told you. <laughs> exactly. Well, we've, but, we've talked about that with, uh, uh several artists and, uh, many artists are saying that they keep their, uh, their audio recorder with them 24 seven so that they can, you know, when an idea hits them, they can record it immediately and go back to it. Right. Right. So I, I, I had, um, you know, 13 songs for the record. Now, as I put the, the, the tracks together, and let me tell you something, this was a, 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 it took me almost five years to do this record, believe it or not, because they're just things come up and, you know, you, you're not ready to, to do a track or something like that. And, um, you know, the road that you thought you were going to go to left, you actually had to go right or something like that. But anyway, right, sure. it, 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 uh, I have mixes because I have uh, mixes. Jeff Gold said to me, I've never seen anyone tweak a record like you do. Because <laughs> it would be like, because, you know, you hear different things, you know. And sure. um, so it, when it was flowing, um, I felt two of the songs just didn't fit the record. So um, I pulled them off, and he's going, why are you pulling them off? They're great songs. I thought, there's, there's another record around the corner, maybe. Who knows? Because well, um, I have let enough. Me, let me jump in there, because you just hit on something that, that I wanted to ask you about. You said that it took you five years to put this record together. But during that five-year period, I, and I think you've probably answered my question for me already, you have other things that you want to put, you just put up on the shelf for later. Is this something that you would normally do? You dive headlong into a, a project, maybe you get stuck on it. So do you start working on other things? And if you do, do they kind of take you over and draw you away from the focus of what you were trying to do? It, it could, yes, I think so. Um, like how, the, how six of the tracks happened, yeah, about six of the tracks, I had a, 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 a trio that we worked with. It was Chris Bolock, who plays classical guitar, mixed with my steel string guitar, and then Bo Astrup, who played bass. And we just got so tight as a rhythm section. So when we went in, um, like we would take takes of like New York to L.A. Um, I think we've taken maybe eight or nine takes of that until the vibe was just how I liked it. Plus a lot of the tracks, I put my vocal down when I put my guitar down. So, um, you can't, you know, you can't take the guitar out once the vocals in. So you have to right. hit it right on the money. Um, 
although with the, the last the last group of recording of New York to L.A., um, uh, I, I didn't. I really didn't play my guitar much. I kind of guided the band, um, and that kind of happened. And then I re put a vocal on that track. But uh, the tracks really came from the three of us, or, or uh, the vibe, the arrangement. I think of how it was going to sound because we played together for four and a half years, and we were playing together like, you know, three four nights a week. Um, so that'll we got, definitely you get you get a feel for each other. Raspin, I'm going to have to wrap this up because we are running out of time, and I want to thank you so much for spending time with us, talking about yourself, your career, your music, and of course your new album, New York to L.A. In the 30 seconds or so that we've got left, can you give me a summary of this last track we're going to play, which I selected because it shows your versatility. It combines the crossing of genres that you do so smoothly. And I think it also retains a very commercial aspect at the same time. And that track is that we're going to play next is down low. Uh, that is a song that just kind of came out of me. Um, it was a, I wanted to write a song with one chord and uh, I did, except for the bridge. I have to go to another chord for that. And uh, you can listen to it on uh, raspin.com. How about Fantastic. that? Fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Again, raspin.com. We thank you so much, Raspin Stewart, for spending time with us. And we look forward to hearing from you again in the not too far distant future. Please keep in touch with us. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, David. And thank you, John. You're welcome. You're very welcome, Raspin Stewart. From the album New York to L.A., NY2LA, here is Down Low. Down low, way down low. 
waterflows Take you to heaven, bring you back Real, real Sure I love that track. Ratsman Stewart and Down Low from his album, New York to L.A. And our next guest is standing by, so we're going to move right along so we have time to talk with her. A return from young lady known as Nicolin Hay and all her haters, as opposed to haters. And uh, we're so glad to have her back. She's got a new track we're going to be playing for you right after we talk about it. But first, let's listen to the track that she debuted on the show the last time she was here Nicolina Hagee, the song is called Up. These days, everybody gives up so fast. Nothing good ever seems to last. Flames burn out all the time. No one believes what they see in the movies. But we're not like everybody. They say be realistic, we say why They say we're too young, we don't have a chance But I know that we do When it comes to me and you
And there you have it. That was Up from Mickelson. Hey, she's back with a brand new song. We're going to talk to her right now. Let's bring her in and talk with her. Welcome back, Mickelson. Hi, thank you for having me back. Our pleasure. So glad you could join us. You're up there in Canada now, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, and you just have a new release out that uh, mm -hmm. we're going to be playing here in just a few minutes called One Day. And there's a, uh, quite a story behind that, I understand. We'll talk about yeah. that in, in just a couple of minutes here. But first, you've gone through, you've done an awful lot since you were on the show the last time last year. What's been going on in your life? Oh, God, I don't even know. Um, I've been <laughs> being pretty busy. Yeah, like, I don't even know what's going on. Honestly, everything's flying by. It's, like, scary because I'm, I, I mean, I still have school because I'm grade 11. So right. all that stuff is going on, and then I'm just doing as many gigs as I can on the sideline. I'm working on a new EP. Um, I'm going to be rebranding, which is a very big process because yes, branding is. is very important. So that's something that's in the works right now. And so I've just been really focused on that and trying to get that taken care of and all in order. I know there's probably, uh, there's probably a lot about the rebranding you can't tell us. Is there anything you can tell us ahead of time what to look for? Yeah. Um, so basically, I just wanted to be able to incorporate like a new sound into my live shows and stuff. I've been doing it since I was 11, just me and the keyboard. But uh, there will be a lot more like electronic sounds, which, you know, when I was like going through the rebranding phase, it was hard for me because I will always love like the singer-songwriter sound, and I will always keep doing that. And I know that that's like one thing that won't leave me, but I'm writing out of my comfort zone now and I'm writing songs that I have more fun with and I don't just like depress the room with, you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> it's, it's like a weird shift for me for sure, because it's, it had been just me and the keyboard up until this point and now I'm incorporating more things and, um, having songs that are fun and kind of like, I have a song that's almost like making fun of me in a way. And so, it's just like it's a whole new avenue for me, and it's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I'm sure. I'm sure it will, and I know you are. Uh, it, it's wonderful that you have everything going on, and I I marvel at the fact that you're able to keep it all together along with your schooling and get both of them focused and right where they need to be. Must be a bit of a challenge. Oh, it is sometimes a hundred percent, but. You know, the thing that keeps me going through it is the music because it's what I want to be doing. Sure. So it, it's it's easy to balance that way. Uh, Mickelin, as the uh, you know the days go by and your uh, songwriting skills mature, uh, as the whole process evolves, uh, what have you what have you found? And God, I, I hate this word in this context, but in 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 this journey of of, of songwriting, uh, what have you found to be true as far as your uh, situation is concerned? Yeah, you've got school, you got your schoolmates, and you know you you hang out with your friends after school and, and do whatever you do, uh, but. Uh, always i'm pretty sure in the back of your mind there's this song or that song or this process that you're working on 
and I guess what I want to know is uh, how do you handle the evolution of it and how do you handle the balance of it? Yeah, I mean, I've always struggled kind of with balance, especially just because I have a lot on the go and a lot in my brain. So it's taking the time and forcing yourself sometimes to take the time to just sit down and let it almost... I. Like you said, like, I hate using the words, like, flow freely, like, but that's what you got to do. Just kind of sit down and let it out, and if it happens naturally, then it happens, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't, and I try to not be super hard on myself when I sit down to write, and then I don't get something that I'm totally happy with, because I can always grow, I can always change it, you know. Last night, I sat down, and I revisited a song that I wrote over a year ago. I wrote the first half, and then I ended up just changing it up completely, and really rewriting most of it. And I think it's interesting looking at that, because it's a song, even a year ago, I was such a different songwriter than I am now, and a year from now I'm going to be different than how I am. And so it's it's just interesting to see like how it changes and in ways that you don't even know. Like, like I look back at the song that I wrote a year ago, and I'm like, the course sounds like it belongs in Disney. So I changed up the course, you know, and it's, you mature and your ears mature and you change what you like and what you listen to. And I think that that all plays a factor for sure. Well, many years ago, and I, you know, I can relate to what you're saying. Of course, this is a different situation, but both David and I have been in radio since, well, you know, David a little bit longer than me. He's been in radio since the mid sixties and I started in the very early seventies. But I can Mm -hmm. remember using this this old method that we had called analog tape to record ourselves and yeah. we, we'd record it you know i would record air checks of myself all the time and i can remember listening to myself thinking oh my god this is the greatest thing in the world i am so good and then i'd go back and listen to it two <laughs> years later and think to myself right? what in the hell were you thinking this is awful <laughs> oh my god i know the and, and and i'm really glad to hear you say that you wrote something a year ago, you revisited the song and ended up throwing most of it out because you realized maybe I could approach it from this direction and have it be better. And and that shows yeah. the, a sign of maturity in an artist. And, it, and it, it it's something that cannot be taught. It's a natural talent. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes hard for me to like, go back to songs that I already have finished or almost not even finished, but like, okay, yeah, I wrote that first half of the song and now it's going to sit in my notes on my phone and do nothing. And like sometimes in those songs you have your best work and you just don't know it yet. So I think it's important to go back and look. I got to agree with you. And, and it's obvious you've been doing your homework because you've, you combined your, when you combine the ability that you have, you obviously are blessed with an abundance of talent and you keep learning and growing and it shows in your music as, uh, as uh, everybody who hears this next track uh, will compare it to your past and you can see, you can hear the growing. Now you're going to be, you're going to be finishing your school year here really soon, aren't you? Yeah, I have three months left. Okay, and what are your plans for the summer? Because if I'm guessing right, you probably uh, you probably don't sit around a lot of the time just sitting around gelling. Yeah, I try not to. Um, 
Honestly, this summer, I just want to make it, a lot of my friends are going off to university. I'm I'm in grade 11, so I still have another year, but a lot of my friends are going off to university, so I want to spend as much time as I can, one, working, because being a musician is not the most money-filled job. That's not why we do it, obviously. Right. So I I have a part-time job, and I'm going to be working quite a bit in the summer on that, and then also on my music as much as I can. And then um, in between, I want to spend as much time with my friends as I possibly can because a lot of them are going to be gone as of September. So I want to just enjoy the time that I kind of have with them left and um, make this summer a really great one. Because, I mean, it's really weather dependent, too, because a lot of time you're like, okay, I want to go do this. And then it's like, oh, look at that. It's 15 degrees, at least where (laughs) I live. I mean, I know you guys can't relate, but... um, like oh, yes, we're both, yes, we can. We're both North Country based. We were yeah. both from, I, I was from upstate New York and John oh, from you know Boston you. area. So we're we're familiar with that other climate. Oh, it's yes, indeed. It's just so annoying. I mean, but, you know, God. Now, uh, you, you've, you've touched but, on yeah, something, you know, uh, mentioned something here just a, a minute or two ago, uh, Mickelin, that uh, I, I wanted to ask you about. You said that uh, you're in grade 11, so you'll be graduating next year. Uh, and your friends are going off to this college or that college. Have you thought of furthering your musical education by trying to attend one of the uh, uh, musical institutions for higher learning, like the Juilliard School or something like that? Yeah, I mean, my top choice is uh, Berkeley in Boston, so... Berkeley is an amazing school. Um, NYU is a good school. Uh, Juilliard's obviously a great school. It's really renowned. And then in Canada, we have Humber. And so if um, I, I want to definitely take time to focus a lot on my music, but I also love learning as much as I can about what I'm passionate about. And I think that, you know, these institutions kind of give you a pathway almost to learn as much as you can about your craft. So I definitely could see myself going and studying music in school. That's kind of been the plan for me for a while personally. And if I wasn't studying music, I'd be studying music business because I, I absolutely love business. I, I really like that. And, I'm so glad um, to hear that. Yeah, so if I – either way, no matter what I'm going to be doing, it's going to be music. And so I, I'm going to try to do my best for that. I am so glad to hear you say the words business and music in the same context, because as we've <laughs> talked so many times here, there are so many emerging artists, up-and-coming artists, uh, aspiring artists, whatever you want to call them, who do not understand the concept that music is a business. And as such, you'd better learn the business end of it if you plan on being a success in <laughs> the business as it were, and uh, it's good to know that you have realized that and that uh, that you're acting upon it because music is a business. You're absolutely right. You are not going to make it in this business if you don't love what you're doing. If you're in it strictly for the money, you're going to fail. But you, at mm-hmm. the same time, you have to you have to realize that it is a business. Lay a good foundation for your yeah. business, your business plan, and and go with it. Now, before 100%. we let you go. Before we let you go, we got to talk about this new release. It's called One Day, and you are featured with a group who call themselves the Machine Drivers. How did you mm-hmm. guys get together? 
It's a funny story. Um, so with my friend Chris, we did an EP, and I I used to listen to EDM a lot. You know, I never thought I would be doing it, but mm-hmm. you never really know where things go. So um, Chris and I wrote an EP. We put it out. We released it. It was on Spotify. It was on all the platforms. And Chris from this label in Brazil, Revan Beats, um, his name is also Chris, so it gets very confusing when we're talking about contracts <laughs> and all that. But um, he reached out to us, and um, we basically came up. It, it's a very long story, but the short version is they're re-releasing our EP. Um, and, like, we have a song coming out with Universal Brazil very soon. So that's, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but, you know, now you guys know. <laughs> and so... Um, it's okay, whatever. But uh, we basically put it together, and they they rearranged the song. And then um, we also sent them a few of our own songs separately that weren't on the EP. And One Day is one of those songs. And it was a song that I took to studio. You know, it it just wasn't what I wanted, and it wasn't what I could see for the song. And I was really disappointed almost in how it turned out, just it started out as a piano track and then um when we took it to studio it just got completely lost and there was like nothing i could really do about it because it was like okay well we've already put so much time and money into this song and it's absolute crap like we're not going to put more (laughs) money into it when it's just going to fail more like that's kind of where i was at i was like all right well this sucks so i just took the stems my vocals and i was like all right cool fun i wish i was a producer so i could do it how i want it and then um revan beats i sent them the song anyway just the keyboard demo version and they really really liked it and they took it and they remixed it and made it into an edm song and i absolutely loved what they did with it i think they brought the energy to a whole different level that i personally as the artist couldn't see at the time but it wasn't, like, where I was sitting in that studio, like, oh, my God, they made my song trash. Like, I was sitting in the studio, and I was like, oh, my God, they brought the song to a place that I never would have seen it on my own, and I love it. So that's kind of the story with One Day. And um, I'm really happy with it now. And, yeah, this is an exclusive hearing of it, because as of right now, we're recording this, it's not out yet. Fantastic. We are really thrilled, honored, and feel privileged that you share it with us first and that we get, to, uh, that we get to play it to the world. And uh, it's an interesting story. So you, you've never really met the machine drivers? No. No, I haven't. Awesome. Amazing in this day, all the technology. I know we've had a couple of groups on that do the same thing. Well, there's uh, the, the iBand. And the iBand, yeah. right? They do all of their music. There are four or five artists who get together online, and they've never met, and they send their tracks to each other, and then they have, you know, a head honcho who mixes it all down, and it, it's really amazing. I mean, you know, coming from a couple of dinosaurs like John and I, who've been around through uh, several eras of music and to look at this and think, my gosh, back when we were kids, we would have never imagined that anything like this was even possible. Not even it's, close. Uh, wow, it's yeah. tremendous. <laughs> Megalyn, we are so happy that you came here, that, you share, that you're sharing this new track with us, and uh, we sure hope that you stay in touch. You get that EP done, give us a holler, and we'll see if we can't get together and do it again. 
For sure, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much for having uh, me on. Thank you. Thank you to all of your uh, your crew and your uh, management there. And, of course, to all the haters out there. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called One Day. It's Nickel and Hay featured with a group from Brazil called the Machine Drivers. Here's One Day. And there you have it. One day, Mickle and Hay with the machine drivers from Brazil. I think that's our, our first guest we've had on here, even remotely from Brazil. Look forward to maybe getting them on here for real. But uh, uh, anyway, John Bon Jovial, I think it's time you take us home. Yes, sir. Well, folks, you've done it again. You've spent another perfectly good hour with the David Bowers Awards, and we are grateful that you did. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and is available for free on Blog Talk Radio, also on YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Amazon Alexa devices, and all those other places where you might download your favorite podcast. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and be sure to like the David Bowers on Facebook as well as Twitter. Join us next week, if you would please, for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio and Blog Talk Radio Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Universal Time Coordinate for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelous engineer, 
This is uh, John Bon Jovial, the legendary one, at least that's what they tell me, saying be sure to join us next week, love each other, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.